0: Welcome back. We are glad you have chosen to join us for the conclusion of Pastor Tim's message entitled A Growing Faith from Luke chapter 17 verses 5 through 10. Healthy living things grow. That certainly includes our bodies, but it also includes our faith. Your faith in Christ ought to be growing. The Bible describes some people as having no faith at all, while others have genuine faith. Others are said to have strong faith, while still others can have perfect faith. Is your faith growing? Maybe you would ask Jesus, like the disciples did, to increase your faith. Here's Pastor Tim.
1: So it's not a gigantic faith. It's not a generating faith that you yourself come up with. There's a third thing that it's not. It's not a governing faith. It's, it's, it's not a, a governing faith that becomes the answer to how do I make it grow. What do I mean by that? It's this lengthy illustration that Jesus gives. He starts it in verse number 7 and won't finish it until verse number 10. Look at what he says. He says, Which of you, having a servant plowing or tending sheep, doesn't matter, will say to him, when he has come in from the field, come at once and sit down to eat. All right, do you see what he's saying? So you've got a servant. He's out tending the field. He's out doing whatever he's supposed to do. When he comes in and you've come in, do you say to the servant, hey, let's sit down and have something to eat? Um, no, he's not your friend. He's not your family member. This is the servant, right? The servant comes in. You don't invite him that way. Instead, look at what he says in verse number 8. But will he not rather say to him, prepare something for my supper and gird yourself and serve me till I have eaten and drunk and afterwards you will eat and drink? Does he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded him? I think not. So likewise... When you have done all those things which you are commanded, say, we are unprofitable servants, we have done what was our duty to do. What's he talking about? He's talking about being in charge. He's talking about being the governor of your own life, the captain of your own soul of you being able to dictate to other people or other situations what they're going to do or what the outcome's going to be. A growing faith is not a faith that simply demands its way. For example, you have a prayer request on your heart. You got something specific that you want to pray for. What if that doesn't happen? I mean, I mean, what if God does not answer the prayer the way that you expect Him to answer the prayer? As if you're in charge somehow. Will you still trust Him? Will you still believe in Him? You know that movie by the Kendrick brothers about facing the giants? Great movie, you know. It just incredible. There's so many good parts to that. But one of my very favorite parts <clears throat> is when the wife is at the doctor, discovers that she's not going to be pregnant again. Do you remember this? She goes out to the car and stands outside of the car, the truck, whatever that was, and says, Lord, even if you don't answer me, I will trust you. Can your faith survive disappointment? Is your faith strong enough, big enough, that when God doesn't bend to your will as if He is your servant, that you will still trust Him? Don't you know that He's still at work? Don't you know that He's at work when you can't see Him? When you can't understand how point A will ever get to point B. How, how you don't see how all of these obstacles could possibly be for your benefit. When You just can't grasp that a no from God is for your best. It may very well be the very thing that works to get you where you wanted to be in the first place. It's not about you being in charge. It's about you being yielded to Him. God, I am your un. Deserving, unprofitable servant. Let me just do what I'm supposed to do. When it comes to faith and increasing, what is the answer? The answer is a growing faith. A growing faith is the answer. They may want, they may want. Faith increasing by addition. Jesus is going to give them an increase in their faith by multiplication. He is going to grow their faith, building one block on another block on another block. Always advancing forward, always trusting. And every time trust pays off, there's more trust to be given. It's a growing, active, living faith. So the living things that are healthy grow. Right? If you're alive... You're growing, maybe not in the direction you want to grow, (laughs) but you're growing. Your faith should be the same way. The faith that you had when you first asked Jesus to come in your heart was such a simple, childlike faith that believed Him, that trusted Him, that He could take away all of your sins. He could take you to heaven one day. Isn't your faith greater than that today? Don't you trust Him deeper and wider and longer than ever before? Let's put it to the test. You want to? I don't know if your parents did this when you were a child growing up and they stood you in a door frame and marked on the door frame right where you were, where your height was. You wanted to see how you grew, right? Let's kind of do that. On the screen, I'm going to give you a ruler and I'm going to give you, I'm to give you 10. There are way more than this in the scriptures, but I want you to see if you can identify where your faith is today where your faith is today and where you want it to be in the future the Bible does a great job of describing what faith looks like let me give you these descriptions and I will give you the verses that go with them I would put at the very bottom of the ruler before the ruler even gets started we would call that no faith no faith in Mark chapter 4 verse number 40 Jesus asked those disciples, how is it that you have no faith? Is that where you are? No faith, zero faith. Let's go up the line. James talks about dead faith. Dead faith, James chapter 2 and verse number 17. He says, Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Is dead. So, what is dead faith? Dead faith is the kind of faith that says, It's not no faith, it's a faith that says, I believe, but my actions don't follow. Is that the kind of faith that you have? A dead faith? Make it alive. How about this one? How about little faith? Little faith. Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 30. Jesus said, Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? And he uses that phrase a lot, doesn't he? tells me then that both for the disciples and for the general public, a lot of us find ourselves right here. With just little little faith. Little faith don't mean cute faith. Right? It ain't little faith. It's little faith. Let's keep going. Let me give you another one. How about weak faith? Weak faith. Romans chapter 4 and verse number 19. Paul says about God speaking to Abraham. He says, not being weak in faith. So Abraham wasn't weak in faith, but there are some people who are. Faith is weak. It's easily shaken. When the, when the wind comes, I tend to blow with it. It usually means that for the person, when things are going good, my faith is strong, or it feels like it is. But when things don't go so well, suddenly my faith is not so strong. The Bible calls it weak. Weak faith. Let's move on to this one. How about genuine faith? Do you have genuine faith? In 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 5, Paul said to Timothy, When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, real, legitimate, Genuine, saving faith. It's not just a head knowledge. It's a heart knowledge. It's a belief. It's an experience with the one true living God. You have genuine faith. How about this one? The verse is easy. It's 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 5. He calls it their sincere faith. Sincere faith. Paul asked. now the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from sincere faith. Your faith can be genuine. It might not be sincere. You might not be headed in the right direction, pointed in the right direction. Is your faith sincere faith? I like that Paul takes all three of those things and puts them together. Love from a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. All three of those things go together when we love one another. Then there's strong faith. Strong faith. Romans chapter 4 and verse number 20. Paul says, he did not waver. He's talking about Abraham. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith. Strong in faith, giving glory to God. Strong faith. Is your faith strong? Not wavering? Not being blown about by the wind? Strong faith. Then there is steadfast faith. Colossians chapter 2 and verse number 5. Paul said, for though I am absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. Steadfast faith. By the way, one of the things that I take out of that verse is that steadfast faith is observable to other people. They see the situation that you're in. They know what you're going through. And they see your reliance upon God. It's a steadfast faith. Then there is what Jesus called great faith. Great faith. Matthew chapter 8 and verse number 10. By the way, there's only two times in the Bible where the Bible says that Jesus marveled. You know, what what could be so incredible that would make Jesus go, wow? (laughs) Can you imagine that? Making Jesus say, wow? What is it it that marvels Jesus? It's only two times in the Bible and both times it relates to faith one times the absence of faith and then there's this time to a gentile Jesus or about a gentile Jesus says to the Jewish crowd around him assuredly I say to you I have not found such great faith not even in Israel you'll probably be surprised where you find great faith you may be surprised in whom you find great Faith. You may be surprised to learn that anybody in this room can have great faith. There's one more. This one i got to put all the way at the tip top of the ruler. Because James calls it perfect faith. Perfect faith. James chapter 2 and verse number 22. He asks this question, do you see that faith was working together with his works and by works faith was made perfect there's a consistency between what i believe and how i behave a perfect faith all right stand up to the door frame Stand up to the ruler and mark yourself. Where do you think where do you think you are? Where do you want to be? I don't know where you mark on yours. I can tell you this, I I didn't mark perfect faith. So I am a prime candidate. To pray the prayer of the apostles. Lord, increase my faith. Would you pray that? I'm ask you to bow your head and close your eyes. Maybe you pray that just as simply and as direct as we find it opening itself right here in the scriptures. Maybe you simply say, Lord, increase my faith. Maybe you pray on behalf of your whole church. And you say, really, like they said, Lord, increase our faith. Let me ask you this. Have you ever placed your faith, your trust, along with repentance, in the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus, calling on His name and asking Him to save you. Have you ever done that? Not just going through the motions, but really, maybe as Paul says to Timothy, genuinely having done that. You can do that today. Tim, I want to ask Jesus to come into my heart by faith. You can come and just tell me that. Is your faith aligned with your actions? In other words, does your belief and your behavior match? Mine doesn't always do that. And frankly, there are specific areas where it seems like it's harder and harder. Harder for my actions to match. That's an area I need God to do something with. Do you have one of those? Maybe where, you you can come to me if you want to. I'll be glad to pray with you and help you, but maybe you just come straight to the altar and say, God, I'm struggling with this. I need you to increase my faith. What I need is victory in this area. Victory will lead to increased faith. Or maybe God's asking you to plant your life in the life of this church. So that this becomes a platform for where your faith grows. From God's Word, living in concert with God's people, That becomes an act of faith, doesn't it? Listen, you know far better than I know what you need to do today. And the areas in which you need to do business with God. will not be available if you want to come and say, Tim, help me with this, I'll help you. If you want to come to the altar, by yourself or with a friend, I encourage you to do that. But would you really do some business with God today? Father, I ask for your Holy Spirit right now, not only to have freedom in the heart of every person that's here, but that your Spirit would give direction to every person here. That we would know today what we ought to do as your servants. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Would you stand with me where you are? As Sean and them lead us in singing, I encourage you to leave your seat and to come. Let me help you. Just come right to the altar and pray Okay
0: Show Pastor Tim would like to thank you for joining us here On Britt David Podcast He would also love to connect and share with you About a personal relationship With Jesus Christ And how you can know that you know That Jesus is your Savior and Lord That address is church office at churchofficeatbrittdavid.org We are located At 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia Three one nine zero nine. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David podcast.